0: Welcome to the Know, Like, Trust podcast for real estate professionals. In this podcast, you'll discover what it takes to establish know, like, and trust, and connect with the right people for success in real estate. If you're a marketing strategist, real estate agent, or another professional in the real estate space, and you're interested in building a referral-based business, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, Betty Russo and Christine George.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of our No Like Trust podcast. I'm Betty Russo.
2: And I'm Christine George, and I am so, so, so excited about today's guest. So today we're talking to Inman News Global Head of Community, Laura Monroe, and I have been following and admiring Laura and her career for a long time now. You guys are going to absolutely love her. I think, like me, you'll find her to be incredibly down-to-earth, smart, so, so smart. Um, She has just really a beautiful flow and grace about her. Uh, you'll, You'll hear that in her voice. She's curious, and in her role as the global head of community, she brings together real estate professionals from various spaces within the industry by asking really thoughtful, heartfelt questions. And she allows them to be seen and heard, which, you know, who doesn't want to be seen and heard? Everybody wants to be seen and heard. And she really allows the agents within the Inman community to be seen and heard inside um, the overall community. On a personal note, she recently joined her local theater group. And she and I had a great conversation about that in in the pre-show. And she's reclaiming her love of theater, particularly in backstage production. So, oh my goodness, Laura, I'm so psyched and thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Well, thank you. I am so excited to be here and to be with you both and take some time together. This is, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Laura. I am honored um, to be sharing this uh, conversation with you today with you and Christine. It's going to be great. So thank you so much. Um, Before we get started, I am going to share a little bit about you, Laura, with our listeners. So Laura Monroe is a 20-year industry and public relations executive, entrepreneur, and real estate brand strategist. As the global head of community at Inman, Laura currently leads and cultivates a global community network of forward-thinking agents, brokers, tech entrepreneurs, and executives, as well as the Inman Brand Ambassador Program through Inman's media, publishing, and conference events. With a passion for community and experience in marketing, business development, and technology, Laura is also proud to be an NAR REACH mentor, a speaker, and has been recognized by Inman News, Riz Media, and T360 as an industry influencer and newsmaker. Wow. I cannot wait to dig in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a mouthful when you read it out loud. What <laughs> an incredible
1: you. bio you have. That's, that's <laughs> Thank you. That's so impressive. Um, so the first line in your LinkedIn profile is this. It's not about me. It's about you and your perceived reputation. This is the main core value of my career. I build relationships with your audience to help you grow your brand. How do you do this, Laura.
0: <laughs> this is the this is the this is the reason why I wake up in the morning and it's such a good question because for me, one of the biggest challenges and one of the gifts that we have in real estate in particular is that um, you know, we're always trying to build our reputation, we're trying to understand our audience, and we're also trying to, just like this, this podcast probably talks about a lot, is that trust factor. And You know, I've worked with so many different companies that actually are very challenged with trying to understand how their brand fits into their audience's emotions, perceived um, sentiment around their brand. And I think that a lot of times when you're in marketing and communications, it's very easy to fall back on tactics and strategies and sort of Mm -hmm. skip over. Understanding your people, you know, understanding their challenges every day, understanding their joys, understanding really what they would like to be a part of and be ascribed to, because everyone wants to belong to something. So for me, in working with different companies, including Inman, it's it's working around what is this brand, what relationship and what dialogue do I have with my audience? Do I have with the people that? Want to be part of this brand ecosystem, and that could be part of something like Inman, or it could be even just a small group of people that we we you know we know like and trust, right? So mm-hmm. um, that's really what my whole thing is. I think our industry sometimes, on a larger scale, has a very difficult time understand especially in the startup world especially with entrepreneurs especially with you know we look out into Instagram and social media and all these different things and we go okay great so if I do like three stories a week and if I do this and if I do that then you know I'm going to build a brand and that's not really how it works you know you really have to understand where you fit in how you're perceived and a lot of that comes from self-awareness so my role I think is helping brands and companies and even people really understand not just what their potential is, but actually what they truly give back to the world, you know, oh and God, and, I, I and I'll that. give, I'll give you a quick example, which is, you know, everybody goes on Facebook and sends somebody a happy birthday and, you know, it's like happy birthday. And it's like a, a sort of a drive by happy birthday. I'm thinking of you. Oh. But I I take those times and I'm like, I really want to take the time to make you understand what you mean to me in my world. You know, how do you show up in my world? Why am I your friend? What value do I have here that really, do you have that really makes it worthwhile and to be really specific about that? So that's kind of what I try to do both at a brand level, but then also at a, you know, on a granular level with relationships.
2: I love that, Laura, because um, I think specifically in this industry, you know, we're made up of salespeople and we, you know, just by nature and by default want to make the sale. And so we end up just your very first couple of words here. It's not about me, it's about you. And so we tend to say, oh, hey, I'm this, I'm that, I've I've achieved this, I've achieved that, and this is why you want to hire me. Um, And both from a brand perspective and also from an agent or individual entrepreneur's perspective, it is about understanding your client and what their needs are and being more curious and asking those questions so that you can be of better service. I mean, I think that's essentially what you're saying. And I think it's especially true in our industry because just of the nature of it. Um, absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We, yeah, we, we do, we have a tendency to just kind of, you know, um, breeze by through so many, you know, I messages. And, and I was talking with someone the other day, a friend of mine, and I said, you know, I feel like sometimes when we go on social media, we, we tend to look at it collectively and go, gosh, everyone's just out there talking about themselves. It seems like, you know, everyone's just, you know, sort of doing stories and doing this. And it's like, it's all about me or what I did or how I'm looking today or, you know, what I'm wearing today. And, you know, collectively, I think that that can really take away from, you know, what am I putting out in the world and what are people receiving? And so Mm -hmm. it's always about just kind of dig a little bit deeper, pause a little bit, take a deeper breath and really understand the value. Um, Because... Vanity is really the and ego is really the first thing that will drive most any decision to do something. And we I think we need to get away from that and really understand the ego and the drive and the the needs. And sometimes it's the insecurities of your own audience. You know, how do you build that up to build yeah. the trust back in your own personal brand? So we do that as like real estate agents can do that so they're so gifted at being able to be the people person, but Mm -hmm. I think the, 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 the intersection between what people see on social media and really what people respond to in person is quite different. Um, and I think right now we're in a place where these things get blended to the point where we go, Oh, well, if I'm not who I am on social media with who I am in person, am I truly the best part, the best Professional that I can be. Um, And it's interesting how that dovetails into the theater and theater background a little bit, but I can explain that later. Um, Yeah. So I I I I think it just goes a lot deeper in a more complex way. And I love the psychology behind it. So,
1: you know, I was thinking um, as you were talking uh, about a whole bunch of different things, but it kept coming back to me. Like, I think a lot of realtors, um, you know, like Christine had said, first and foremost, you think sales, you want to get the sale. Um, and I think maybe that's how it was at one time and the mentality is changing, but I think a lot of realtors still overlook this, um, this piece about building relationships. I mean, I know a lot of people mm. do build those relationships, but I know there are a bunch that are out there that are not thinking that way. And yeah. I feel like those relationship builders are the agents that become successful.
2: Yes. I agree. It's, it's how agree. you
1: build those relationships, right? It's because we are in the
2: relationship business, and you know, the agent, there's well, I'm going to get off on a tangent, but there's the technology has made it so that the agent has a much different role. Um, and so, building that more authentic relationship with the client becomes ever more important because you need to provide value beyond the information. Um, and so, That's you know, so I totally agree with you, Betty. It's Everything is shifting and changing and, and the how of building these relationships is becoming, you know, really m- very important.
1: Right. 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 Well, I think social media makes it so much easier in one way to build relationships. But on the and other harder. hand, it's also hard to yes. get your message across the right way so that it's perceived the way you want it to be perceived.
0: Right. And I think that, and I, when I look at, you know, I, when I scan out over the real estate industry and realtors, you know, now 20 years into this, and you see new people coming into, um, you know, coming into the business and trying to figure all these things out that, you know, we have taken 10 years to figure out, especially when it comes to social media. But I think the challenges is that, when you, when you first join real estate and you decide that you're going to build a career, you know, a lot of, you learn by looking around and seeing how other people do things. Mm -hmm. And so we don't really talk about how we're building relationships offline, how we did this, how we, we can talk about things like marketing and client parties and, you know, different things like that, but the nitty gritty of, okay, you've, you've, created some great buzz on Instagram, but now what are you going to do with that? Now, how are you going to take this offline and build those relationships? And sometimes that means you have to be a little bit quieter on social media to really nurture Mm -hmm. the behind the scenes. And I feel like we need to give each other permission to take that time away and do that instead of constantly always feeling pressured that if you're not performing your, your, you know, client attraction duties on any distri- distribution channel, content creator, you know, all these different things that you might be missing out on these really small moments to actually reach somebody, you know, in person
2: um, mm-hmm.
0: and do things. And I don't feel like we talk enough about that in general, you know, just getting that how to because um, top producers that have been doing it for a long time, unless they're teaching and unless they're creating space to do that. We're not really teaching our young agents how to build those relationships unless they're just no. naturally gifted and can do it.
1: You're absolutely no. right. Yeah. 100%. So, you talked with us a lot about your philosophy um, and, you know, what your thoughts are surrounding what you do, but what exactly does it mean to be the global head of community? And what do you do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, that's a, it's great. It changes every day, which is one thing that I love. When I
0: took this role, and just to give you a little bit of backstory, I used to work for Inman from 2012 to 2015 as our social media director. In fact, um, you and I had talked pre-show about Katie Lance. Um, Katie Lance was my predecessor. She actually hired me to take over her role at admin. Um and it's so different being in a community role versus a social media role because community is changing. Um, it's 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 sort of a central um, role between sales, marketing. Um, it's one of the only front-facing roles at Inman, um, meaning I'm the one that is on social media. I am the one that's engaging with our audience on a very personal level. Um, but the day-to-day basis is really just combining some of the digital things, especially right now, with our relationships offline, um, speaking with different levels. The gift comes into, we have so many different audience members and people that come in from different interest levels, from CEOs to MLS and tech data and associations and agents and realtors and brokers and indie brokers that I think for me, Every day, my every day-to-day is touching every single person to help m- me understand how to bring them all together in different places. So that could be social media. It could be at our events. It could be um, around a topic that we're all trying to learn. So for me, I think right now it's every day I'm on social media. I'm in our various groups and distribution channels. Um, I'm looking at what's going on in the industry with different companies every day. And then I'm trying to reach out to people and shine the light on all of the good work that they're doing. Um, shine the light on, on people help, you know, help them build their brands, help them build their companies, help them create a little bit more, um, amplification, but I try to do it in a very fair way because sometimes we have, a lot of eyeballs on what we do on that front facing side with our, um, you know, all of our, you know, advertisers and sponsors that we have at men. So it's um, it changes, but it's the day to day is reaching out to people and, and trying to understand them a little bit more and, you know, sort of show them that we have a safe place for them to help reach their goals.
2: I absolutely love that, and I, I think I, I may have said it in the beginning. Like I love your approach of, you know, curiosity, um, and you're so smart. I mean, you are. When you say you keep up, you know, on what's happening in the industry, you you do because your curiosity comes from a place of, you know, really knowing your audience, knowing the business, and understanding. You know, um, you may not know exactly how something's going to affect a group, or maybe you do, but you very curiously, you know, put it out there. So, um, you know, as it relates to keeping the community together, one of the biggest challenges I see in our industry um is that agents and brokers don't stay in touch with past clients. And I think this mm-hmm. is this is where, you know, competitors can come in and and, you know, take market share. What yeah. are some of the strategies that you use to keep your community close engaged and engaged?
0: I think in particular, especially for our community, we are, I think learning comes first. And I I feel like one of the things that I can do really well is um, continue to keep people engaged in a way where their, their purpose is about learning, their purpose is about being better. Um, if I were to tr- if I were to overlay that with how realtors and agents can do better at you know keeping in touch with past clients, it's really about owning the relationship. Like, don't be afraid to own your relationships. Whether you're doing it on behalf of your brokerage, whether you're doing it on behalf of your everyday business, whether you're doing it on behalf of the p- surrounding yourself with the people that really make you um, force multiply. I'm going to read you a quote because, um, I just was going to post this the other day, but I have to share this with you because Mm -hmm. I feel it directly relates to, and it's from a woman named Dr. Julie Gerner. Um, I discovered her on Twitter one day and I've been following her ever since. And she's, she's a performance coach with a little bit of psychology, but I'm just going to read you this one. Your circle can drag you down or it can be a force multiplier. Who do you spend your time with? Teams that can cheer each other on impact effort, engagement, and excitement. Your headspace directs everything else. So instead of fighting against it, make your environment work for you. So mm, that's amazing. I, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I mean, so much is in that. And I yeah. this is what I inspires me because, and if I and if I was an agent still. I would still be looking at this in terms of my relation, my relationships, the people that feed my business, the, fe- the people that are aligned with my values, the people that align, get me excited every day. You know, I woke up this morning excited because I said, you know what, I get to put on my makeup and I get to feel like I'm being heard um, and you that might sound a little counterintuitive since i'm out there all the time but having conversations like this is really what gets me excited because mm-hmm. you're surrounding yourself with people that um you know are giving you good feedback and that you're getting such good feedback from so that's kind of what i do i i try to find those ways that i can help force multiply mhm the energy, the excitement and the engagement for every single person that I come across. And if I were to overlay that again into an agent or realtor's business, I would say if you've worked with amazing clients and they've, they've had, you've had a great experience with them. This is something you can own for life. So own it, build that environment and make it work for you. If you drop off those relationships, you know, they're not really relationships for you. Drop off Mm -hmm. the ones, be selective. If they didn't work out and they're not aligned with you and they were a nightmare to work with and you wouldn't want to work with them again, that's one thing. But for the 80, I think, you know, back when I worked at Real Satisfied, when it was all about reputation, we know that 74% or more business for agents comes comes from repeat and referral. If we could follow up better on that, that afterwards, after the close, after, you know, and especially with timelines, people moving so much more these days, mm-hmm. um, it's even more important.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So force multiply your ecosystem, force multiply you know, the people that you surround yourself with that make you excited, that make you, you know, feel more curious, that make you feel more like you can do something um, that you, that might, that you might otherwise feel holds you back. Cause sometimes social media can do that. So overwhelming. So many people are doing such amazing work. Here's an example. I had one of our imminent ambassadors do Instagram stories yesterday to talk about our event in Vegas in October. And I was stunned at how great she did. She did this for the entire day, at least once an hour, she was putting something in a story we had and she increased our, uh, footprint for the day by over 5,000%. I kid you not. Wow.
1: Whoa. Yes. Because all I
0: had to do was just share what she was sharing on other channels. Mm -hmm. And then I went back this morning and I looked at our insights on our, on our Instagram, which is still, it's brand new. It's still kind of building, but I shared things over on the Inman news Instagram. And I mean, it was amazing. I mean, Mm -hmm. people really ate it up and but the reality is, is that she's like, she messaged me and she said, she's like, I, I knew I was going to do this. I'd planned it all out. She's like, but I totally forgot how time consuming it was. And, yeah. you know, she felt bad because a couple of times she was like, I have to do a meeting. And I'm like, Jackie, just, you are so amazing. If you did three of these a day, you know, three of these in one in today, I would be so excited. Oh, so it got me these kind of things just get me excited and it and I sat back yesterday going this is exactly what works shining the light on other people letting them sit in their power letting them um really at the end of the day I'm sure she sat back and especially when I tell her the news that she increased our insights by 5000% in one day that's going to make her feel pretty darn good I'm hoping Absolutely. so I would imagine
1: um, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. so
0: I wouldn't keep that from her. That's the extra step that I want to take, which is I could just forget about it and let it go and go, yeah, that was great. Thank you. See you in Vegas. But yeah. to help her understand the context of why it's so important for me, that this is one of the reasons why ambassadors are ambassadors. They're so willing to share. Mm-hmm. So that is just so heartwarming to me. And that that's really what,
1: you know, shows up in the world, I think, when we can do more yeah. of that. I love love what you do. I love it. It's so interesting. Like you have a huge job of responsibility for Inman, but it just sounds so interesting and fun um, just to be able to engage with so many people on a real authentic level. I love it. Well, I think it's a natural
2: extension of who you are, Laura, you know?
0: Yeah, I think it is too. I mean, it's a perfect fit. I've, I've often, you know, I've been hired at, you know, from, you know, during my time away from Inman, you know, I did different roles and, you know, people look and say, well, we just want you to do what you did at Inman. And it's just, it's a different, it's different everywhere you go. You've got to apply yourself in a different way. So, you know, part of it is, is that, you know, Inman is such a great community. Um, You know, Brad Inman started this community and, you know, we've always been so aligned in our values and, um even with him sort of not at Inman every single day, all the time, his spirit still is very much there. And I remember when I was hired, it was, I'm going to let you sink or swim, but I know you can swim and I know you're going to do a darn good job at it. And that's how I try to, uh, for anyone that is skeptical or afraid of, you know, what, what they can do or not do it's, it's all about your potential and, I want to help you realize that potential in any way that I can in my role. So that's how I, I wake up every day.
2: Oh, I love that. You know, everybody needs somebody to believe in them. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I see you do yeah. that, you know, in the community. I see you do it with your kids. Um, you just do an amazing job of lifting people up and, and encouraging the conversation, um, advocating for healthy, healthy debate and just you know, really um, encouraging people to think openly, feel safe doing so. um, And, you know, just to continue to, like you say, live up to your potential. Um, So yeah. yeah, Yeah. And it's always
0: changing. Well, thank you. But it's, it's, I think the challenges it's, you know, every day is a different day. Every day there's someone new that comes into my peripheral vision and I, you know, it's it's so amazing to see so many people doing such good things. I wish I could sort of, you know, I, I I'm often like grabbing little stories that I see on social media, and I go to our editorial team, and I'm like, you need to write about this. Like, this is really good, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's such an important thing to get out there. So um, I actually, yeah. I, hear I a-
2: I hear a book in your future, Laura, with all these stories. It could be.
0: It could be. I was even during the whole the whole Bridgerton phase, I was like, you know, maybe I could be like a Miss Bridgerton, like the one that talks about all the society real estate. Lady
2: Whistledown.
0: Lady Whistledown. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's probably the way I would go. Or be a publisher. Or be a publisher and just pull all the great stories and that's another that's another idea that I have in my mind is, you know, start your own little blog and, you know, let these little stories kind of bubble up. And, yes. you know, I think we learn so much from each other that it's it's a create that space, let people absorb that energy. And if there's excitement and creativity and, you know, a manifesto of this is our purpose, then just like you guys have done with this podcast. I mean, this is why these things are so important is mm-hmm. that. Your listeners can, you know, see all of these different perspectives and have you pull out the really good, juicy things that might not get out there all the time. So absolutely, it's what makes things magic every day.
2: It's so mm-hmm. true. I love it. So I'm going to just switch gears a little bit because I want to talk about your return to theater. Can you kind of give our, you and I talked a little bit about it in the pre-show, but give give our listeners just sort of a glimpse into theater and what it means to you and and how you've come back to it.
0: Well, I would love to. So I, just a quick backstory, I, um, ever since I was probably four years old, Uh, playing pretend in my little bedroom and playing house and playing all sorts of different things. I had a very wild imagination. So I knew once I understood what being an actor was on TV or whatever, because, you know, we as kids, especially in our generation, we spent a lot of time watching TV and um, I knew I wanted to be an actor. I knew I wanted to be on TV. I knew I wanted to do these different things. So And I remember wanting to be a Mouseketeer with Disney. And I mean, I I remember crying because we lived in Arizona. I remember crying because I kept every day I would beg my parents, please, let's move to California so I can be a Mouseketeer. Please, let's move to California. And they kept saying, no, we can't. Anyway, long story short, by the time I hit junior high school and high school, I was um, dipping my toe into different community plays or performances or whatever. And I absolutely loved it. And I started taking commercial acting courses at our local, you know, acting thing. Anyway, I, kept with it. I did it all through college. I traveled to the Kennedy Center. I won some acting awards. Um, I moved into musical theater and got a scholarship in San Diego and went to a school of visual and performing arts because American Academy of Dramatic Arts accepted me, but I was on a wait list. So I had to go with another school. So I just, I just kept going with it. And then I shifted late in my college years and finished my degree actually in musical theater, um, so it was something that I just did while I waitressed, like everybody else, um, yeah. waiting for my big break. And I had a couple of little breaks. I was Jane Seymour's stand in on a film. I worked with wow. Sybil Shepherd on a film. So I worked with, I did quite a bit of, I got an agent in, um, yeah, and did professional theater, but also did some commercial and some film acting later so um i felt really confident to move to la but long story short theater was something that and here's here's the day it was one of these situations where i met my husband when i was in la and my soon-to-be husband when i was in la and um we were living together at the time and we were planning our wedding and i was trying to get my agent in los angeles and one and i had an agent that was like yes we're ready to sign you and all of a sudden, I took a pregnancy test, and <laughs> like these things go, I oh. went, "Wow, we're pregnant, hun." And he went, "All right, well, you know, we're going to be a family." So I put acting aside, and I never looked back. I had two children. We raised our kids. We had a family. You know, we we've had our own traumas in life and all of that, and I you know, I sort of shut it down and occasionally it would pop back up into my mind, like, oh, I miss it, this and that. Um, but what shifted for me was, you know, my kids are grown, my, they're out of the house. And, you know, my husband, uh, who was my ex-husband at the time, but he passed away right before the lockdown. And so I've been sitting around my house going, okay, Laura, you're a community person, but you're not, you're not connected to your local community very much anymore because kids aren't doing sports. The kids aren't doing their own things anymore. So I felt like I missed that. Um, They always say doing something to volunteer is one of the best ways to um, feel like you have a purpose in the world and that you're giving back in some way. And I knew I didn't want to just do digital volunteering or things like that. I really wanted something tactile and analog and you know so I said you know what I'm just going to reach out to my local theater and I'm I don't think I want to act yet because that's really it's this is really is not about vanity or ego or even my acting craft it's really about just getting around it and so they were doing a youth um a youth version of Bring It On the Musical, which is a Broadway show written by the same guy that did Hamilton. Mm. Um, and it, a few years ago it won a couple of Tony awards. So it's not, it's not very much like the movie. It's more the show um, has a fantastic soundtrack. So I was working with 16 to 21 year olds, all 30 of them in a very small, you know, sort of an older iconic vintage, theater house in our, you know, I live in Sacramento, you know, in the outskirts of Sacramento, which is still very much cold, gold country, if you get north enough, which is kind of where I am. So this is a vintage theater house. um, And it was the most amazing experience I ever had. Not only was I Painting and getting dirty and using staple guns and building scenery and doing those things that I learned to do so many years ago. Because when you do theater in college, you have to learn to do it all. You have to do the backstage. You have to do the front stage. You do the makeup. You do everything. But by the middle of it, every rehearsal was kids singing and playing the piano and they were singing Adele. I mean, these were such talented kids. And I became, I just walked right into the stage mom. I had my fanny pack full of Advil and bobby pins and safety (laughs) pins and costumes were falling apart and furniture was falling apart. And this, you know, the, this, the curtains on the stage would rip. I mean, it was just, it was so much fun. It was just so much fun to, and then to hear the crowd, because we had this show is involved cheer stunts like crazy. So this was all cheerleading and we had a stunt and a choreographer and we had it all. And these kids were doing, the most amazing stunts with the most amazing soundtrack while they're singing. So my role was like putting on their mics every single day. So every kid had a mic to put on. Um, I was doing wig setting. I was, you know, trying to make sure nobody fell out of their costumes. I was handing out Advil for cramps <laughs> and everything. And it was just chaos. It was pure chaos. And it was the best thing I ever did. It was the best oh thing my I ever God. did in my, I in my absolutely adult life.
2: I love the energy in your voice in telling that story is I mean, it's
1: I I mean, I'm fired up over here. I just was <laughs> Yeah, so you can just tell. You can just hear it in, yeah, in how I you're expressing it. your story. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, how happy you are doing it. that.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. It just my I'm smiling from ear to ear over here because I can tell just <laughs> I like am how too. <laughs> much, yeah, <it laughs> was just
0: all of my senses were just firing all the time between the sounds and the sights and the emotions and hearing that crowd cheer for them every single night and be at the top. I mean, this was, you have to understand, this was also coming off of like months of isolation. Yeah. Yeah. months. And for me personally, I've been sitting in my own house for months afraid to go out to the grocery store. So for me to finally be able to get around this kind of energy was like, triple fold probably what it normally would have been under any other circumstances, right? I would have been like, oh, I've got all these other things I've got to do, travel, grab a plane to go here. Like it would have been a distraction, but this allowed me to just focus and absorb every single juicy minute of it. And I can't wait to go back.
2: Did you just want to bottle it all up?
0: I did. I, I truly did. I would find myself in the wings off stage just Crying for the, you know, crying for the applause, and it was a hot mess half the time. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was so
1: great. Uh, It sounds so special. It really. I I would imagine that you created some really nice connections with these kids too, and that yeah, they so beautiful.
0: They were so loving. They really were that some of the girls were just like, oh my gosh, you're like the best mom ever. And we miss you so much. And they Mm. gave me gifts. And every day they would bring me a new treat because I would get there extra early to mic them. And they'd say, we brought you candy. We brought you Taco (laughs) Bell. We brought you this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys are so amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. I loved it. Ate it up. Yeah. It was so much fun. So,
2: Laura, how does your return to theater and and your roots there how do you think it's going to parlay into the work you do every day at Inman
0: I set out to do theater cuz I wanted something far and apart from work and home and any other decisions that I needed to make I needed that mental space to be creative and play and mm-hmm. get back to that sense of spirit in myself that said I mean, when I sat back and I was, I was looking at these kids going, okay, so they're changing costumes, they're dancing, they're singing, they're doing these things all simultaneously to perform. It made me realize that we, first of all, many of us aren't create creatively. We're so digitally constrained, right? We, every day I feel like We spend so much of our time on on digital constraints that I wish there were more ways that we could find the space to take digital, but help each other find ways to creatively be together in a live sense, you know, Um, and, and, and certainly the community aspect of the sense of we're taking six to eight weeks out of our lives and we are dedicating every single waking moment to just this. The power behind that was absolutely phenomenal. Um, These kids were putting their entire summer aside. They were um, so dedicated that it just inspired me in a way that when you can find the right thing and everyone feels like they're the co-creator of an experience, then that's really where the true power is. And this mm-hmm. can go back to culture it could go back to core values it could co- go back to so many things but for me at in minutes really like what is it that we can co you have to make people feel like they're co-creating something together
2: mm-hmm.
0: we had one night in theater where one of our young girls who, we, who was doing some of the flying. She was the fly cheerleader, meaning that she had three people throwing her up in the air. She didn't have a lead role. She, she didn't sing any of the roles. She really was just there for, you know, um, you know, choreography, but she got sick one day. She wasn't sick with COVID. She just had a migraine or something and she couldn't perform that day. And the entire show had to be re-choreographed because oh of God. where her placement was. And the lesson in that is that we have a tendency to put the stars on stage and look at their importance and look at, you know, everyone's clapping for them. But for me and my role at admin, it's so important for people to realize your role, no matter where you're at in your career, is important to somebody and mm-hmm. it's important In an ecosystem where people need to feel like you're important. When she came back the next day, I don't think she realized how there were tears over, I can't do what she does. I can't be here and be there at the same time. Everyone has such an important role in their own ecosystem. And I think for me, it's, It doesn't matter where you are, like, it's so important just to realize that co-creating something and working together and building it, everyone has an important role. And I know Mm. that sounds so childish, like that's what we learn in school, Mm -mm. but being in this day and age and being so digitally constrained, especially during this time period, that for me, I think the greatest challenge is what can I co-create together in a digital way that helps bring people together Under a, under a purpose where they can look Mm -hmm. back and go, we built that. We built that together. Yeah.
2: Together. Um, Something bigger than ourselves.
1: Yes. What a great message that is. I love it.
0: Yeah. So there's lessons in that. And I was just so grateful to, to be able to be inspired in those ways. So I, that's what I look for every day is where are those little inspirations that help me realize that what I'm doing every day does serve a purpose. It does touch people in a way um, and I think that we all need to to realize that about ourselves. you know, oh, I
2: love that.
0: Yeah, So you gotta know like and trust yourself and realize where Ooh.
1: your where your
0: value is and trust it. Like you have to trust, you have to trust that you do bring value. Sometimes you have to step outside your own box to go have somebody so else true. tell you that, but um that's my job every day is love it. telling somebody you know, this is where your value is. Don't like, trust it. Trust that you are valuable. Trust that you are here for a purpose and for a reason. And it's very easy to overlook all of that these days. I'm glad um, you guys are making me think out loud about these things.
1: This is great. <laughs> this, is, uh, this was such a great conversation. Um, I love everything that you're saying, and it really resonates so much with who we are, Christine and I, individually and yeah. what we're doing, you know, on the podcast. Uh, it just, I love it. So
0: you're, you're co-creating, okay. you're co-creating with mm-hmm. people and you're getting a purpose out there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, this is where people find their people, where they find yes. their validity, where they find, where they fit into the world, where yes. they find what inspires them and excites them. And you can't get, you can do it digitally. And this is, this is a perfect example of that. Yeah. You know, this conversation has been, you know, I'm going to go into my day and my week going, this was a really good chance for me to sort of understand the things that go on in my head because I've gotten them out and process them with people yes. that we're so talking true. about, you know what I mean? And I, I, I love the opportunity to do that. So Aww. it's amazing.
1: That's awesome. So Laura, Uh, We're going to have some fun if you're up for it. We have some rapid fire questions for you. And you're going to, if you don't mind, give us your (laughs) rapid fire answers, the first thing that pops to your head. Okay. Ready? Yes. All right. What was your best subject in school? I can almost guess, but. Writing. Ah, I was going to say something that had to do with art. Yeah. Writing, yeah. yeah. Writing, there you go. yeah. Your favorite movie? Somewhere in Time. Ah, oh. so if a movie was made of your life, who would play you? What's that girl that was in Weed? Weeds? Mary?
0: Oh, gosh. Forgot her name.
1: No People say her I look like her all the
0: time, um, but I can't remember her name.
1: Um. Did you see that, uh, Christine? No. Me neither. So I can't even help you. Mary
0: Mary Louise, Mary Louise Parker.
1: Oh, ah, yeah. I know that name. Okay. I love her. So what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given?
0: The world does not revolve around you.
1: Ugh. Oh, such a good one. Yep. And that <laughs> so, so much in with this conversation today, doesn't it?
0: If I, if I told you the circumstances behind that advice, it stopped me in my tracks, but in the moment, this is something that I heard when I was a teenager and I was a waitress and I was being very full of myself. And I went up to my manager and I said, I'm not getting my food on time. We were so busy. And he just looked at me and he said, Laura, the world does not revolve around you. And you know, that was it. I went, well, you're right. I guess not. So
2: it's hard to hear, but it's, it's It's,
1: important, right? It is
0: important every day, Laura, the world does not revolve around
1: you. Yeah. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Self-care is still really important, but
1: yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So who would you most like to meet dead or alive? Anne Boleyn. Ooh,
0: that's a new one. I am a sucker for all of the Tudor British history. Mm-hmm. Um and I just think sh- she's like that, that one fascinating character she is that I I would find really yeah, I'm fascinated by her story.
2: Yeah. She was uh, nice. a lot smarter than I think she women were expected to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay, and last but not least, what are you most grateful for?
0: Oh gosh! I mean I'm a mom, I'm a mom first. I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for just you know I'm, I'm grateful for so much, but I think my kids really mirror back to me the good choices that I've made in the world and you know having them and raising them, and how amazing they are um I, I think I'm most grateful for that because that just – it just makes you feel like, okay, I did a good job. Yeah. No, I did a good job. Yeah. So. Yeah. I yeah. think when
1: you're a mom, I mean, I think like nothing surpasses that for me either. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just a wow, unbelievable, amazing, oh, my God, I did that. Oh, my God, look at my beautiful family. Like Yeah. It's just – it gives you so much pride. Um, really does. Nothing yeah. surpasses that. Yeah. So,
2: Laura, one last question before we wrap up. If you had one last piece of advice for our listeners, what would it be? Gosh, that's a good one.
0: I would just say, you know, right now the world needs you more than anything. Trust yourself. Trust your spirit. Trust your soul and really listen to yourself. Um, in very self-aware ways. And grace, just show up in the world with grace. And Ugh. I think that's my mantras. Every decision, everything I try to do is just with a sense of grace and empathy. Yes. Um, and I, I think right now that's, and trust yourself. Also give that empathy to yourself. We, we've mm-hmm. gone through a lot We're still going through a lot, whether we like to see that or not, but I mean, every day is another little horror story that crosses our peripheral vision and it's hard. It's hard. So be gentle with yourself, you know, show up in the world with grace and stay curious and keep moving forward.
2: Oh,
1: that's great advice. I love
2: it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. So Laura, wh- um where can people find you? What's the best p- place for people to find you?
0: I think the best place is still Facebook for me as much as as much as I as much as we all are probably sort of getting tired of Facebook in various different ways. It's probably where I show up most in the mornings. Um yeah, so I'm I'm on Facebook awesome. at, you know, Laura Monroe and show up every day there. So it's awesome. the best place.
2: Yeah. Oh my goodness, friend. I can't Thank you enough for joining us today. I have loved your enthusiasm and your excitement and your passion around this topic and and everything that, that is going so well for you in your life. So I I I just – and your advice is amazing. So thank you so much. I really – from thank the bottom of so my heart. Thank you so much. Yeah,
1: thank, thank you, Laura.
0: Both, Christine and Betty, this has been great, and I love what you're doing. Um, it's such a – it's just – it helps people process so many different things that probably you probably don't even realize. So keep it Aww. up and um yeah. That means really a, that important. means a
1: lot to us. Yeah. I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah. It
0: touches this kind of topic, this kind of conversation space. Um yeah. Keep it up. It's needed.
2: Thanks, yeah. Laura.
0: Thanks for inviting oh, me.
2: I've been you. really
1: honored to be here. Oh. And we're hey everyone, if you're enjoying
2: you. our podcast, please make sure to leave us a review and share it with all of your friends. Laura, thank you so much. Betty, as always, have a great day, everyone. Take care. Thank
1: you. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this
0: podcast, we'd love it if you subscribe and leave a review. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to Christine or Betty on social media for consideration. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Please join us next time for another insightful conversation on incorporating know, like,
1: and trust into your business.